Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So find Robertson. Robertson's got some room and he'll score! Jason Robertson wired that one past Kochetkov. Dallas takes a 3-2 lead. Oh, Canes t- uh, TV with the call. Stars a 4-2 victory over the Carolina Hurricanes, Robert Belt, the hockey hamster. Wonderful goal from Robo there, but the the play of the game came right after that. We're on the immediate faceoff, what, 15 minutes left in that game, and, and you get just the outstanding glove save from Jake Ottinger. And a beauty. Uh, I can't remember who it was. One, one of the Hurricanes players is just, like, skating by the net and, like, throws his hands on his head when that save was made. It was just like, what the hell are we supposed to do here? Ottinger's just been so great after the All-Star break. Stars getting another victory. It's, it's all looking up. It's all looking up. It right is all shopping. looking up, man. I mean, look, they're 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 a solid team, dude. They're gonna make they're gonna make some noise. Well, your your uh, your buddy, the Vegas Golden Knights season ticket holder, Nick. Mm-hmm. I know he had said he was talking about like, man, you guys are. Mm-hmm. He's like, stars are good. That's a good hockey team. It right is. There. We also have the, the the folks behind us at the game, the Canadians. Spits and suds. They mm-hmm. they love them. They love the stars. They were they like that was like their second favorite team because they're from some part of Canada that hates Edmonton, I guess. Uh, so Calgary. Like, yeah, and he was like Calgary is yeah, they called Calgary. There. He's like we we just love that you guys used to just beat up on the Oilers in the early 2000s it made us happy mm-hmm. so we love the stars yeah I think they were technically from Saskatchewan but they were they were Calgary fans Saskatchewan uh yeah stars are second in the west uh first in the central so Vancouver boy who'd have had that Vancouver is tops uh in the west six points clear of the stars who are two points clear of Colorado in the central so it's gonna be uh remember about what two weeks ago Winnipeg was in first Mm-hmm. Uh, in the central, so it's going to be a, uh, a a dogfight coming down the stretch for both Colorado and Stars over the last. You know, Stars have what twenty nine games left, and Colorado's got twenty eight. Which is why it's good to see Ottinger playing the way that he is, and, and really kind of. I, I mean, last night I don't feel like he was carrying them necessarily, like, like he has in a couple of the recent games, but I mean, definitely was was playing really well and has the ability. Looks like he's entering into this mode where he can go for a long stretch, where he can kind of carry this team right now. He's been absolutely fantastic and and is really kind of in his stride. So I, I was just looking at this. Uh, the uh, Boston Bruins la- right now have have 11, 11 losses on the year. They had twelve all last year. They're down, man. They're, they're, they're down. They're, it's, yeah. they're, 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 look, look they, they've been very distracted by the Nia Long thing. That's been tough for them. Yeah, but. I don't know. That's true. <laughs> they're still the first. They're still the first in the East. But man, last year this time they already had like ninety something points. They miss Emma God. Oh man, they're falling. They're they're in trouble. They're in big time trouble. Okay, two o'clock today. 
Uh, Mike Zimmer is officially announced as the Cowboys defensive coordinator. Yes. We will have that press conference right here, 105 through the fan, uh, to kick off G-Bag. Yes, you will be able to hear the Mike Zimmer press conference. And along there with him, you will be able to hear Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy will be sitting up there. Now, look, you know you know how they'll they'll be. They'll, they'll try to, to be a little sneaky. And I'm sure they're going to work some questions in there for Mike McCarthy that have nothing to do with introducing Mike Zimmer as the defensive coordinator. So is there anything in particular you're interested to hear Mike McCarthy speak on this afternoon that they're going to try and wiggle in there? I'm sure we're going to get an all-in question. Um, Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, do you think he, they are going to go? you think they are going to ask no, the all-in? Oh, I think they are going to hit McCarthy with that. Like, what does that mean? I think you're going to hear about, you know, the the loss of Dan Quinn, what that means. I think you're going to hear culture questions. Oh, you're gonna you know, you will hear a ton. I what I'm really interested today to hear is what Mike Zimmer has to say about Micah Parsons and how he plans to use him because that's what he'll get hit on with a lot is, is the Micah Parsons thing. I think. I think he'll get hit. He'll get hit with the players talking. Yeah, and and the. I'm trying to think of the the right word I want to use here because it's. We've had this discussion recently about the idea of what you can and can't say or how you can and can't approach the modern NFL player. Like, is that a legitimate concern? I think that's something that people are going to ask of Zimmer. Not just today. I think just moving forward. Like, Mm. are you able to adapt to the modern NFL player? Are you able to adapt to the NIL era? And, you know, know how to handle those football players? Because he, he obviously has that sort of gruff disposition i i mean broadus had said it on love of the star the other day that he said you know even people who are friendly with mike zimmer you're usually doing pretty good if mike zimmer even like gives you a high in the hallway like mike is just it's not his he, he's kind of you know head down not a man of, you, know, you know a man of few words uh sounds a little bit like maybe like a a father of three in the 1950s or something like it doesn't say much just kind of goes in never hugs his child yeah that kind of a thing like you know you love him but he never said it or whatever that kind of thing that's kind of the the Mike Zimmer energy it sounds like and does that play with somebody with this era of players that feel like they need to they need the arm around the shoulder that's what people thought Dan Quinn did really well was put his arm around the shoulder of the guys right how do you get a maximum model I mean, that should be the first question, right? We got John Machado at eight o'clock, and maybe we can convince him to ask that. How did you get a maximum model? Right, like, are you do you, like you don't, you don't look like you say a word ever in a in a non angry voice? Like, how how did this happen? There's a quiet confidence. There's there. a quiet confidence there. It's got to be something like that. No, but in general, I do think that that's going to be the biggest factor for him because look, we've already seen it's not what he's two years removed from being in the NFL. We know he knows how to play these modern concepts. We've seen him do it. So, to me, we know he's handled the San Francisco offense, the McVay-Shanahan-style offenses. There are all these things that we know he knows how to do with the modern NFL. The question is, how do you interact with these modern NFL players? Darren Woodson said that, you know, he's he's really close with Mike Zimmer now. But when he was playing, he was not. And that it was mm. – there, there was no friendliness there in that. But that they he eventually, you know, they, they developed respect – they worked hard together next to each other for as long as they did and ultimately became friends. So does that style play with him? That's the thing that they'll have to answer, and you'll be able to hear that at 2 o'clock today. Mike two, Zimmer's introductory press conference. 2 o'clock on with the G 
Bag Nation, the Mike Zimmer press conference. We got Wemby in town tonight. Oh, Wembenyama. The San Antonio Spurs will be here for the Dallas Mavericks for a Valentine's Day night or a Valentine's Day game, or maybe a Galentine's, as they call it. Well, hearing, hearing a lot of the ladies, seeing a lot of the ladies on social media referring to it as Galentine's, which I guess is a Parks and Rec reference. That I, I think it's when about. they just go out with their girlfriends that night. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. A, we're we're going out with the ladies. It's so a public there a Valentine's fair. then for the boys. A what? Valentine's. Val. Bat like instead of Galentine's, you know, for the girls, it's Valentine's. Do you call guys? yourselves your bals? Me and my bals. Palentine's, maybe. Oh, pal. Did you Man, say no. pal? No, or I said bal. bal. No, he said bal, but I'm saying Palentine's. He's saying the boys is bals. I don't know what you're. Very what reference you're making, Peyton. Do you yeah. radio? <laughs> Sometimes I do. <laughs> radio much? Do you uh, speak? The 11 and 43 Spurs <laughs> are coming to town, though. Uh, Mavericks with the current longest winning streak in the NBA. And even with the current longest winning streak in the NBA, things going well. What was the ESPN topic yesterday? Why don't players want to play with Luka Doncic? That was what they were debating oh, well, yesterday they were, afternoon. They were probably playing off of Spencer going to L.A. and Grant Williams' comments. Yeah, I mean, gosh, who like like Spencer Dinwiddie right, and yeah. Grant Williams? If those guys don't want to play with you, how would you? How would you ever hey, listen, succeed? Listen, I, I want everybody. To, I want everybody to, to know. This is a we have we have reached okay so the, between the Super Bowl and March Madness, well I should say between the Super Bowl and the start of the new league year in the NFL, so that's uh, what uh, the second week of March. Mm-hmm. It's a silly season of media. They they ha- they have to fill content and they don't have the NFL to fill content with. So they make up stories. Yeah, but there's so many stories you could talk about the NBA that are short of that, that are short of, do people want to play with Luka? I mean, Kyrie, why is the story, why is the perspective not, why has Kyrie been quiet for a year plus? Kyrie has found uh, his fit, has found his his partner that he can play with and and not have any drama. That's not the question. But the Spurs do come to town tonight. Victor Wembanyama averaging 20 points, 10 rebounds, uh, has been really good. I, I don't know if he's been the uh, the Woj, the greatest, greatest prospect, prospect in the ever. history of professional sports or whatever else, uh, but Mavs are absolutely on a roll. Uh, ten and a half point favorites, the Dallas Mavericks tonight oh, wow. at the American Airlines Center. Uh, real quick, college hoops number 12, Baylor 79-62 over number 25, Oklahoma, Carolina upset. Number seven, Carolina upset on the road at Syracuse uh, last night. Uh, and then you get a little, little of a light slate today on Valentine's Day. Uh, but there is one matchup in the top 25, South Carolina and Auburn, both top 13 teams uh, tonight. You what is today? Hump day. Hump day and Valentine's Day and pitchers and catchers reporting. Oh, baby. Rangers pitchers and catchers report today to surprise Arizona. They'll have their physicals and their Which workouts pitchers? and their. Which pitchers are reporting? That's a good question. Now most of them are in there; they're in a sling. <laughs> I, I think. I think you could. I, I think that's the good thing. You, you can look at the pitchers walking in today, and then like if they're not wearing a sling, you put that in the wind column. Yeah, that's a dub. Yeah, it's a dub. That that that's definitely dub. And uh, first full team practice is next Monday, or, or first full team workout is next Monday. Uh, so we are full on in the swing of things. We will actually be out. The uh, 105 through the fan team will be out in Surprise, Arizona a week from Sunday, I think, is when mm. the fellows are taking off. Yeah, we'll have uh, Jared Sandler on uh, coming yeah, up in uh, eight minutes at 720 uh, to get you set for Wait. Rangers, pitchers and catchers it, and the spring training. It genuinely feels like last week that they had the parade. It does. It feels it was quick. This Look, that's the beauty of having a team that plays it in November. 
Yeah, is that you feel right. like it's just gone like that. Now, the players might love it at the time, but hate it right now. That Oh, my God, we're back already. Uh, although, half the sport's still a free agent. Yeah, I don't care for this. I don't either. This is weird, man. Blake Snell, still available. Jordan Montgomery? This is like the... the uh, Cody Bellinger? This is like the the like how Jadavion Clowney every year is available into like August. Yeah, that's what all of baseball does. Like, is this just them not wanting? Like, are, are they really not signing because nobody wants to sign him? I know teams have offered Blake Snell money. Uh, he wants too much. He ain't that good, uh, or he's good but he, he ain't consistent enough to do that. But like, or is this this guy saying I don't want to go to spring training? I mean, that could be a big part of it for sure. Look, there, there's. We're seeing we we've seen that a little bit before of guys who just like eh, I'm gonna sit things out and and wait till the middle of the year. Roger Clemens used to do that pretty yeah. consistently. There was talk that like Clayton Kershaw could be that guy this year. Of course, he just finished up he's his hurt. deal uh, with the Dodgers. Yeah, that's he's hurt yeah. and like rehab. But there's people who like they don't necessarily view that as a negative. Trevor Putting Bauer. Trevor Bauer is is cheap still. He's available. Who plays a a, a major league baseball game again? Trevor Bauer or Wander Franco? Oh, Trevor Bauer. You think? I don't think I mean I don't think Bauer ever plays again. I, I don't think either one of them do, but like, oh, it's clearly Bauer, right? I mean, Franco, I think is like completely gone, gone, gone. I assume he's done. He's also young enough, though, that if eight years from now people go like, oh, we kind of forgot about it. He's gone. We can bring him back. Right, I'm gonna ask Sandler that one. It's a good. Don't one. steal your question. Thanks. Thanks for stealing Bauer my question, man. Or Wander. Wander Franco. Very good. There we go. All right. There's a little bit of uh, what's going on around the world of sports today uh, on this Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Jared Sandler. And we chop it up. Coming up next here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 0-2. Two outs. Here's the pitch. Swinging a ball. Hit in the air to left field. That one's back. Alvarez turns. Looks out of here. A grand slam for Marcus Simeon. And the Rangers have opened this one up. Houston, we have liftoff. And the Rangers lead 6 to nothing. 
You know my favorite part about that call, Chop? Uh, Peyton played it yesterday. It ties into Houston and NASA. And NASA. Because Houston, we have a problem. And, and Houston, we have Houston, liftoff. They do have say Houston, that. Houston, we have liftoff. They do say that there as well. That is my favorite part of that. Well, you, know what else I, you know what else I love? Jared the fine folks at Kroger. Yeah, they On they Mockingbird. Came they came through, baby. They gave us the uh, they gave us the little chocolate strawberries, Chocolates. and they gave us uh, a beautiful. Let me. Uh, let it's me an arrangement. Yeah. This is an arrangement, man. We got some uh, green high lime green hydrangeas in there. Looks like you got some uh, those those petunias. Um, they're there? flowers. That's yeah. for sure. They uh-huh. they are of the flower variety. I see some tulips in there as well. Some Sh- roses. Shout out every. This is like what Mother's Day now and Valentine's Day. Yeah. Kroger on Mockingbird, Ishmael has come through for us yes, every he time. Has. He is he is awesome. He said he's a, a big time Tolo, listens every morning. So if you need flowers, if you're in a rush, please drop by uh, the Kroger on Mockingbird and, yes, and say hey to fellow Tolo Ishmael. Yes, you do. Yes, you tell him we sent you on over there. All right, it is. Uh, it's a great day. It's a, it's a great day. You know the the Super Bowl is over, uh, and now thanks to the NFL trying to get more of the schedule. Super Bowl ends, and you roll literally right into pitchers and catchers that week. Which is great. Which is great. In the past, it was like a couple of weeks, and now it's same week, man. And the Rangers have reported, uh, the pitchers and catchers report, to surprise. I guess, you know, it's 530 in the morning there. It's probably not yet. But Jared Sandler has got us covered on this one here on 105 The Fan, and he is joining us now. Hey, first off, man, congrats on the the new added uh, gig uh, TV play-by-play on Bally. Thanks, RJ. I appreciate it, man. I'm I'm fired up for you. When's your big TV uh, hoops gig coming up? I'm pretty fired up to to watch this. Are you uh, Are you going to take that job too, Jared? <laughs> yeah, I might. Uh, it's I Thursday of next week. Doing next week? Yeah, Thursday of next week. Uh, me and uh, the great Byron Anderson will be doing the uh, Tarleton State Grand Canyon University game on ESPN Plus. Oh, Grand Canyon's good. Yeah, they are. They you, are. They, you're doing the, are you doing the men's? Yes. And I'm yeah, the color analyst somehow. So I, I know. Grand Canyon's best team in the conference. They, 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 yes, they are. They are. Bryce Drew. Uh, yeah. Uh, you're co- doing some research. I know. Well, I, somebody told me that. I didn't really do any research. Spittle, <laughs> Spittle told me that one. I know. Now, I've already said, Jared, I'm going to get tickets to this. I'm going to be posted up right behind Chop, and I'm going to be heckling the hell out of him the whole broadcast. Yeah, I I do want to watch this. I I would love to call a game with RJ as my color guy. I think we would have an absolute. Blast. We would have fun. We would have fun. I, I'm just going to keep repeating the same thing. Oh man, great call! <laughs> great call to the timeout for the coach there. Great, <laughs> what a back cut! What a back screen that is! What a, what a, <laughs> look at the old Princeton offense. Look at this. Look 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 look. look. When RJ shared with everyone he was going to do this, he did the. He gave the Mike Fisher color analyst scouting report, and nothing is more accurate. I, I, I wish that you could go back and see how many Cowboys-related tweets Mike Fisher would fire off while doing a legend broadcast. <laughs> it was amazing. Just to give you an idea of you know, how much he was really locked into the game. I, I said I never saw somebody not look at the play but describe <laughs> it to AT exactly what happened because yeah. that was buried in his phone. <laughs> yeah. No, but like he, you know, Fish can – Talk his way out of anything. I mean, he just he would yep. say stuff, and you'd be like, "Okay, yeah, let's let's roll with that. That's fine." Yep. And then, yeah. you know, as as two seconds later, tell. you got a, a fish report, you know, on Twitter that just dropped. Yeah, yep. Gift of the gab, man. 
All right, let's uh, let's get set for uh, for pitchers and catchers today. Um, all right, let me ask you this: If there was, if today was opening day, like who's the starting rotation? I, I don't know in what order beyond Nathan Avaldi being the opening day starter, but then you've got Dunning, Gray, Heaney, and Bradford. I think that that's your five, and that's not a bad five. The question is who's six, seven, and eight? Because as you guys know. Uh, you don't, first of all, I said this last night on hot stove. I would love to know how many teams start the season with their five projected starters healthy. And, and let's not even include DeGrom, Scherzer and Tyler Mount. Let's mm-hmm. just take those five guys who are currently healthy right now, who we think will be in the rotation. The chances of all five of those guys being ready on opening day for their first start is probably less than 50% if you just play the odds. I, I, I feel like, and I'm not saying that one of those five will be out for a while, but maybe they have to miss you know, their first start while they continue to build up because maybe they had a minor setback in early March, right? I mean, it's just that stuff happens all the time. Uh, who's six, who's seven, who's eight? That's the big question for me for the Rangers. The minute you put a dent into those five, who are the guys who are going to give you those innings? Jose Urania is a veteran uh, who they brought in, into camp for some depth. Uh, though, you know, you look at his numbers, it's not like they're that exciting. Owen White, maybe the, the most or the closest prospect to being ready. I think they were hopeful that Owen White would be giving them innings last year, mm. uh, you know, after his initial call up. And that just didn't happen. He's got a lot to prove. And then an interesting move yesterday, the Rangers signed Adrian Sampson who missed all of last year at the major league level, uh, almost all of it at any level while recovering from a knee injury. But it's a guy who's a veteran. He pitched for the Rangers back in 2017 through 2019. And he, he might be important guys. And maybe Jose Urania, same thing. You need to find some veterans who, if they don't make your opening day roster, either don't have an opt-out clause or aren't going to use it. So that way you can have some depth in the minor leagues so that you have something or someone to call upon if you don't have any of your prospects who have really earned innings and you have a need in your rotation. So to me, the biggest question, guys, is the depth uh, beyond those five. Do you think that the way they essentially approach this are like, hey, we need to build a team coming out of spring training for – like they're essentially building two different teams. Like, okay, we're looking to build a team for like the first three months of the season. Like get us through to when we start getting some of these guys back in the rotation, the Scherzers, DeGrom, like guys like these are DeGrom even probably a little later than that. Do you think that they're basically looking at this as like, Hey, we just need to, to, to not tread water, but, but we just need to be in contention until we can get to the middle of the summer and get some of these guys back in the rotation. Yeah. I mean, I think, Privately, I'm sure that you know the the sentiment is is along those lines. Maybe worded a little differently. Sure. But yes, you know, let's and, and, and I'm just saying, you know, they spin things, at, you know, however they want. But yeah, let's let, let's let's try and make sure that we can piece things together with the rotation. But here's the other thing, guys. We always talk about this when a guy first comes back from Tommy John. You really don't know what to expect. It's that next full year it's like the old ACL injury now mm-hmm. you tear an ACL a guy comes back you expect him to be ready to go but it used to be you know like when a running back towards ACL he'd come back in the first whether it's that first year first half of the season whatever you, you just didn't know what to expect and then they they ease back into it 
Well, the, the Tommy John stuff, I mean, yes, it's going to be great when Mally and DeGrom return. Uh, but I don't know that you know for sure what you're going to get. Like, I, I think Jacob DeGrom is going to be a super stud in 2025. Uh, you know, what What will you be able to get from him in 2024? Mm-hmm. And with Max Scherzer in the back, I mean, this is a guy, he's not 30 years old with a back injury. He's 40 years old with a back injury. What are you going to get from Max Scherzer? So I think, Bobby, to your point, yes. Uh, but I also think that the Rangers need to be prepared to not get everything you hope to get out of those three guys. And I don't know if that means a move at the deadline. Jordan Montgomery's still out there. I think he's still a possibility, even if not a likelihood. I don't think Blake Snell's a likelihood. He's still out there, though. But w- what are you going to do uh, if maybe, let's just say, only one of those three guys gives you the type of production you're hoping for? Uh, you know, I think I think that's a fair question as well. It's just it's unknown. It's a tough it's a tough one to speak on because you don't know when those guys are going to be back, and you don't know what you're going to get from them. Rangers uh, TV voice, occasional TV voice, uh, potential future Tarleton State TV voice uh, as soon as he takes over for RJ Choppy, Jared Sandler, joining us here on 105 Through the Fan. Uh, Jared, so uh, we talk about the rotation, but obviously there is a lot of excitement for Wyatt Langford and, and the way that he performed at the end of last season uh, in the minor leagues, getting the quick acceleration up to AAA. It, it doesn't feel like there's just an easy spot for him necessarily on the opening day roster. Uh, but I, I get the sense, you know, from Rangers fans right now, they are itching to see him pretty quickly. How, what kind of a timeline do you think we're looking at before Wyatt Langford is up here, you know, regularly contributing to the major league club? So I would say if I had a handicapper right now, I would say it's a 51% chance he's on the opening day roster. Here's the challenge though, Bobby. And this is why you said what you said. You got Leody Tavares in center, Adolis Garcia in right, Evan Carter in left. Evan Carter is a very good defensive outfielder. So, you know, you want him out there. Leody Tavares, while he did take steps in the right direction as a hitter last year, for sure, and you don't ask a ton of him because he's a bottom-of-the-order hitter, if you're not going to play him in the outfield, then you're taking away right now his best mm-hmm. trick. And Adolis Garcia, while I think he can benefit from DHing once every couple weeks just to keep him fresh, you know, he's a big body, had a knee injury last year, He just won a gold glove. So while Wyatt Langford, I think, can be a very capable, maybe even a a pretty good outfielder, it's not like you got a clunker out of those, you know, those other three guys who are like, we need him to DH. And I I was talking to to Michael Young about this, and we were talking about, you know, Wyatt Langford's a DH, and he said it's just it's so tough for a guy who's trying to prove himself and establish himself as a major leaguer to DH when that's not typically what he does. You're not used to it, but hitting's hard. And at least like with Evan Carter, he hit the ground running, right? But we mm. didn't know that he was going to do that. And one of the biggest arguments, in addition to Adolis getting hurt with Evan Carter was, well, at least, you know, even if he's got some growing pains offensively, He'll be able to contribute defensively and on the bases. And for a young guy to be able to look in the mirror and say, I'm doing these things well, I'm contributing, it helps you mentally get get past maybe whatever offensive struggles. So with Wyatt Langford, the question they've got to ask themselves is, if he's going to be on the opening day roster, if he, if he really earns it, he has a great spring, and you just can't keep this guy down, uh, or let's say let's say you have a Laoti Tavera situation where he misses like the first week of the season, 
and then he comes back and White Langford starts the year on the team and has a great first week. You know, you don't send him down. How are you going to balance his playing time as a DH versus an outfielder? Because again, he is not an everyday DH. He's too athletic. He's going to be too good as an outfielder. You need to figure out a way to make to, to, to have that balance, right? I think that's the biggest challenge. And maybe to your point, Bobby, maybe for that reason, they say, you know what? We don't, we're not comfortable with that right now. Let's send him to AAA. Let's have him crush it for a few weeks, a month, whatever it might be. And the minute there's a need, somebody yeah. underperforms, someone gets hurt, then we'll call him up and go from there. But I think that's a question strategically they've got to have is if he's going to be up, how often is he DHing and how often can we get him in the outfield? Jared Sandler joins us here, 105 through the fan. You mentioned um, Montgomery and Snell. And there's a lot of guys. I know baseball is always slow with the free agency. It seems much slower this year than normal. Why have these guys not signed yet? And do you like? Do you think it is more likely than not that Montgomery does return? So who who's Montgomery's agent? Who's Snell's agent? Who's Cody Bellinger's agent? Yeah, uh, the great Satan. No, no, no. I, I, it's Scott Boris, right? And yep. so Scott Boris is going to do what he's going to do. I I don't know. I mean. You can like Scott Boris, you can hate him, and, and not every player who has been represented by Scott Boris is going to tell you that you know they have the world's greatest experience. But I mean, at the end of the day, the guy the guy knows what he's doing, and for whatever reason, you know he feels like keeping these guys in the market right now is what's best. Now, what's interesting is that a lot of pitchers will tell you that they want to be signed by the time pitchers and catchers report. They don't mind playing this game of chicken. But they want to be signed by now, especially if it's a starting pitcher. If it's a reliever, a little bit different. So while I'm sure Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell are like, yeah, Scott, you know, hey, we trust you. Uh, half of them probably like, all right, Scott, let's, you know, let's make a decision. Now, Scott Boris works for them. They can do whatever they want. But, you know, they obviously follow his advice a lot of the time. I don't know why, RJ. I, I thought the, the, the pre-lockout free agency mad dash when the Rangers signed Seager and Simeon and there's a mm-hmm. lot of activity prior to the lockout. I don't know. It's so much fun. Now, I, to some degree, you can make the case, well, hey, when you spread it out, then it, it remains a relevant topic. But I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not watching SportsCenter, and the lead story is not, well, Jordan Montgomery remains unsigned. Right. Blake Snell, you know, this isn't football, right? You know, if if a, a, a backup tackle for a team remained unsigned when, you know, training camp started, then that'd be like the first story on ESPN. Uh, so I, I don't know why I, I think to some degree, you're starting to make it a little detrimental for these guys. If they want to be ready to start the season, not that they're not throwing already, but um, you know, a pitcher will tell you that that off season when they change schemes is helpful to get to talk to the catcher, uh, the pitching coach, you know, and all that stuff. So, uh, and as as far as Montgomery, I would say the arrow, the arrow pointing to his return of the Rangers is ticking up, and and there's a little bit of progression each and every day. Uh, but I still think that we're going from like a twenty percent chance and pushing towards a fifty percent chance. I don't think we are beyond fifty. I think we're like I, I'd put it at forty percent. I mean that number means nothing. I'm throwing out a random number. I would say it's something that wouldn't surprise me, but not something I still think is the odds-on favorite. And as I've shared with you guys and I've shared with others, I think the the idea that the only reason the Rangers had not or have not signed Jordan Montgomery is because of the Bally situation 
is not a fair characterization of the situation. I think there are baseball reasons the Rangers are debating whether they want to pay a north of 30-year-old pitcher a $100 million contract. You know, I think that's, uh, that's something they've got, to, they've got to decide. There's obviously an affinity for Jordan Montgomery, not just from fans, but the organization. He played a huge role yeah. in winning the World Series. And emotionally, that, that can do so. I can put a spell on you. But one of the concerns is, you know, Jordan Montgomery, north of 30 already, his production would really start to dip once he got to 70, 75 pitches. Is that something that's going to get better as he gets older? Is that something that's going to plateau? Is that something that he can, uh, th- that, that will only get worse? You know, those are the things they got to decide, but there's a lot of data and, and the performance, you know, supported this more often than not, he would really have a dip in production once he got to that pitch range or beyond that pitch range. And so I think that's a, a I think that's something that the Rangers have to consider before they just write a huge check to a guy who, again, is you know is already past thirty years old. Would they consider Trevor Bauer? I, RJ, I don't, I don't think, I don't. Uh, Trevor Bauer is the best pitcher that I saw when I was at USC. He almost threw up a twenty strikeout perfect game against us. Uh, and I'm, I'm, to be honest with you, surprised that despite the success he has had when he's pitched in the major leagues, he hasn't had more success. I, I, I'm surprised no team has signed him because I, I do believe Trevor Bauer when he says he's not asking for the world financially. I think there's a reason teams haven't signed him. He is a polarizing figure, and I think it takes the right clubhouse uh, to, to sign him and, and have success with him. And I don't think this clubhouse is that. I think if you look at the best players, the, the, the most important guys in that clubhouse, I can tell you that not all of them like – I'll say this. Uh, there are guys in that clubhouse who I think would storm into Chris Young's office if Trevor Bauer was signed. Uh, mm. And I, I, I don't think that's the case with all clubhouses. And I'm not saying that he's not going to sign. I would just put that as a very, very unlikely scenario. And I would be curious as to why he's not signed elsewhere. Are teams waiting because they – is it Bellin or is it uh, Blake Snell or Trevor Bauer? I mean, I can't imagine that's the decision that teams are making that's keeping Trevor Bauer from being signed. Jared, last one for you here. Um, you mentioned your conversation with Michael Young and it, what do you talked about in terms of Wyatt Langford and, and having to step in and DH if that's not your normal role and how that can be a difficult adjustment. Because of that, should we similarly prepare for a little bit of patience for Justin Foscu if he ends up taking that DH role and, and has to do that every day? Because, I mean, I know there's still a lot of excitement as well for Foscu. Yeah, and, and I would say Foscu is slightly different just because he might be a like everyday DH, right? Like this is he, – he wasn't doing it in the minors – but ultimately, this might be his role. You know, he's he has gotten better defensively at second base, but he's not playing second base for the Rangers. All right, so maybe Marcus Simeon doesn't start 162 games. He'll start 158, right? So uh, you're not bringing Justin Foscue in for as a defensive replacement. You know, he, he can't play short. You know, the question I have is, can he play, you know, can he play first? And, you know, I know he's worked on it a little bit. So maybe now Nathaniel Lowe, uh, sits against a really tough lefty. I, I don't know, you know, or, or maybe maybe there's an out, you know, he adds outfield to his bag or something. But 
at the, at the same time, you don't want to just put him somewhere because he can do it. Can he be good at it? Because remember, this is a team that was very good defensively. I, I think that it's a fair concern. And, and yes, the same concern applies. The only difference I would say is ultimately White Langford will probably get to a point where he's almost never DHing, right? You know, the minute uh, the minute that that role opens up. Whereas Justin Foscue, I think, will um, unless he goes to a team that just is depleted of infield depth, specifically at second, I think he's a guy who will spend a lot of time at DH, and it'll be important for him to get used to that. I, you know, he's someone who I think a lot of people thought would have been traded by now. Still could happen. But, you know, I'm glad you brought up Justin Foscue because he's he is hit and hit and hit. Uh, and maybe he's, a, you know, a good DH candidate. Maybe he's someone who, to the surprise of many, will actually contribute as a Texas Ranger, not by bringing talent to the organization in a trade, but by wearing the uniform and being in that lineup starting on opening day because the Rangers have not signed someone or acquired someone who is a shoe in to, to – fill that DH role, and if they don't want to go with White Langford, then I think Justin Foskey's obviously the next guy. Hey, appreciate it, man. Uh, have a great season. Great call this year, man. See ya. Hey, I, I just want to know, you know, last year this time Bobby said that Nathan Eval- the Nathan Avaldi acquisition was a bad acquisition. I don't think I was, said that. It, yeah, he did. did. Don't no, you did. did. I was in the airport. I, I remember it exactly. I think you were scared that his velocity dropped. I just want to know, uh, because I, you know, Rudnett Odor, Hall of Famer. We all have our, our we all have our misses. But uh, it, Bobby, it turned into a World Series, and it turned into this guy just being a stud. So who's your like? I don't like this guy signing this year, so that we can have that guy <laughs> elevate. Mally, Mally, yeah, for sure. Okay, all right, there you go. Love yeah. it. See you guys. But I think I said I think I specifically said Evaldi was going to win the World Series for them. I remember. Yeah, saying. yeah, no, that's right. You're right. I think you're a therapist reminded you of that when you told her that you always have to be right indeed yeah <laughs> see you guys see love you man. jared jared sandler rangers play by play making big moves this year radio and tv Woo! Oh, hope he's got some suits hope he's got some suits i'm sure he's got a few i'm sure he has a he few. seems like a polo guy that polo and two hands on the- this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Mike. Seems like to me it will be his pregame, yeah, yeah. his pregame approach. Absolutely. All right, let's let's chop it up. All right, here we go, fellas. Let's have a little fun today. What was your favorite Super Bowl commercial, Robert? Um, probably the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. All right, keep going. Give me another one. Um, I, I don't know. I was not a big fan of all of them. I didn't Cash like potato. the Duncan one. No, not that one. Keep going. Um, Duncan. Duncan. There like you go. I, I didn't like the Duncan one. Okay, well, you're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> be that as it may. This is a great move. As if the commercial wasn't a badass enough move. How about this one? They sold those tracksuits online. The tracksuits that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and didn't they wear those essentially in Goodwill Hunting? Like wasn't Ben Affleck I mean, wearing was, the same tracksuit? He was very baggy. Anyway, they sold those Tom Brady. Not just those, but like actual. They didn't sell the ones they were wearing. They just sold other tracksuits. And they sold out in minutes online. Marketing, bro. It's genius. I don't think when they when they did that, they were like, oh, we'll sell a, sell a, a million of these things. I figured they were just like, hey, we'll make these and make a couple bucks off them. They sold out in minutes at 120 bucks a pop. It's it's that's wa- pretty cool. It it is crazy to me. Like, like, I think they probably did because everything is so calculated. I, yeah. I, I got lost down a YouTube rabbit hole yesterday Ugh. about the marketing behind Zima and the marketing behind Surge back in the 90s. Something different. Like, like they hired they hired a marketing firm to come up with the name Zima. But, uh, Pete, you have no idea what we're talking about, do you? No, I'm just laughing. Zima. So Zima, Zima, something different was a... Zima was a little ahead of its time. It, it was. This was before the Mike's Hard Lemonade and all the... Um, it was a, it was it was essentially a clear beer that they didn't want to market as beer, yeah. But they also didn't want to market as a wine cooler, and so they yep. they were kind of like the the Bartles and James was around then as like these wine coolers. They were like the Smirnoff Ice like malt beverage yep. thing ahead of its time, and they tried to market it. One of the things I found was they were really trying hard to push it to like, hey, we want to like get the manly man, yeah. And they they found that only women wanted to drink them, yeah. and so they were like, crap. And they had to like completely adjust their marketing. They changed their marketing, and they got this like super good looking like French dude or whatever or wherever he was from. He had like a you know European accent. He felt like it was a second language. And it was like he something different like yeah so was, they would go zima something different and like that was their marketing it's like completely it feels a little xenophobic up. now to have the guy that, go, what does that mean something different what does that even mean like just xenophobic this, yeah. uh like like fear of uh foreign oh so peyton yeah, yeah. exactly peyton right. peyton at unt <laughs> so these tracksuits look if you buy one of these things you can find them online they're probably gonna go for way more than 120 bucks now on ebay it's a this is an early halloween co- costume candidate right here uh, Kelsey, oh, yeah. Kelsey and Swift for sure is going to be one. This is an early. This, this is a good Halloween costume that you could probably bring back 15 years from now too if you wanted to. Uh, so I thought that was kind of cool. 
from the Super Bowl. Would you and Sarah go in these? Um, yeah, I mean, like we, we, she's more creative. I feel like you that. wore something like this probably in your your jersey oh, days, a thousand percent. Like, like you were definitely had one of these full body windbreakers on yeah. when you were at Frank's Chicken House. No, no. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, I would. She's she's creative with Halloween costumes. We haven't done like we haven't. I didn't think we did one last year though. Uh, ditch your wallets. Ditch your. You got a wallet, Peyton? You carry a wallet? Yeah, I do. I Leather. carry a wallet. I got a thick wallet. Yeah, you do. Two C's. No money. So, Gen Z is killing wallets. They do a lot of good things. Gen Z is my favorite generation, man. I know everybody hates on them. I love them. They are changing the world step by step. There's something different. They are. They are changing the world. And now they're getting, and I don't care for this one, they're getting rid of wallets. All right. There's a new way that you can show that you are old. So Gen Z, they use, and I don't, my kids use this. I hate it. They use their phone as their wallet. No, don't like it. Terrible idea. They stick all their credit card stuff in their phone. So it's like you you got to separate the lock of the key, man. I can deal with one getting lost. I don't want to deal with two of them. Yeah, Jake Ferguson talked about this. Uh, or we talked about it with Jake Ferguson because I think that's what Ferg does. When we talked to him in training camp, and you told him this, you were like, "Dude, what are you what are you doing? You're gonna lose both." And I think he said ultimately he'd rather lose his wallet than his phone. <sighs> I mean, I could cancel everything really quick. Do you carry your social security card in your wallet? No, I'm not an idiot. I don't carry mine. I don't think. But I know you're supposed to, right? That you're supposed to. No, I don't think you're supposed to. No, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to laminate it. You're not supposed to carry it in your wallet, I don't think. I have so many things in my wallet, though. Like, it looks like really... Yeah, you got one of those Costanza wallets. It's stuff that, like, I don't even... Like, look, I'm just going to take this out. I don't even know what's in here. Hey, Uh, your Tomathan Rewards card. Happy Father's Day. The Farmer's Branch Mansky Library. I haven't lived in Farmer's Branch in... that even open? 14 years. Uh, yeah, a Rudy Max's sticker, a uh, restoration company my cousin started 15 years ago that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, Texas Nissan, it, it's everywhere. Like, I got just so many different things. You know, you can just get rid of those and not have back problems anymore. Yeah, but I also feel like I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I'm a pack rat. I'm yeah. concerned if I get rid of some of this stuff, I'm going to need it again. Yeah, I got the old school Tom Thumb reward card. The, yeah, the, you do. You know, they make those things for your keychain too. I mean, you can just use your phone number now. Or you just use your phone number. Uh, but like, yeah, so they are they are killing wallets and uh, they're carrying them in like their phone. Or Like some people have them, they take their phone case out and they put them inside. Yeah, it's like essentially a clip that's pinned to the back of the yeah, phone. And then there's now. others that have a clip that's pinned to the phone. And there's others that are like, you can actually open the back of the case. The back of the case opens up. There's a compartment inside there. Again, man, I, I that to me, because I'm, I'm a back pocket phone guy. I mean, that definitely wouldn't work. Which is just as bad as the marrying the phone and thing there, because back pocket phone guy, you are going to break your screen at one point. I'm not. I mean, not with not with your butt, but I, I mean otherwise. Yeah, that's the thing. With, with your Hank Hill flat chicken butt. It, I do have. Yes, I do look like Hank Hill from behind naked. Yeah, I, I absolutely <laughs> do. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you know. I, don't, I can't. I can't speak for what he looks like from the front, but from behind, yeah, I got. I got. I get the Hank Hill butt. Yeah. No, there's no doubt about and that's that. A, right? I guess that's why you can comfortably put your phone back there. Maybe we'll see. Uh, my guy Larry David is canceled. Why? Speaking Elmo of Costanza. Elmo. Well, Elmo should be canceled. The guy who played Elmo isn't he in prison now? I don't know. Yes. So, all right. So backstory here. Larry David um, got into a fight with Elmo 
on the Today Show. This sounds like a Seinfeld episode. All right, now it was not a like Larry David's obviously like not a. He's 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 a he's a comedy he's a comedian. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, he got to a fight with Elmo, and remember, you know who Will Wheaton is. Yeah, Will Wheaton was uh, Star Trek. Star Trek. And, uh, Stand by me. Stand by me. Ready Player One. Um, he was in Ready Player and One. And he posts on Facebook. So I heard about Larry David assaulting Elmo on live TV, but didn't watch till now because I knew it would upset me. Holy blank. It's even worse than I thought. What is wrong with that guy? Elmo is the best friend of multiple generations of children. Elmo is a child. Uh, that's what he said. Elmo is a child who is currently putting mental health and caring for others in the spotlight. And Larry David did that and thought it would be funny. What a blank. You know what? What a stupid, self-centered, tone-deaf. There is not a damn bit of difference between Will Wheaton and Alyssa Milano. I mean, other than looks. But Will Wheaton is essentially the male Alyssa Milano to me. His Twitter presence, his you know career, his upbringing, like, like, like his, his career trajectory, and then now how he's become just this shrill whiner on on I, is, I have no, is oh he, yeah no this is, is his reputation no this is his reputation is to like he probably is the one who called in about that beyonce country song in in oklahoma that we referenced earlier today the the call in complaining that yeah. you're not playing beyonce's country song. yeah that would be a will wheaton complaint. this is the dumbest story i've ever seen uh larry david does nothing seriously like he's trying to he's, he's having fun with an elmo character I, I i watched the entire video i did not take anything of this that could be Remotely offensive. People are saying this was child abuse. <laughs> it's a, it's I, a I, puppet. It's a pup. I, I'm blown away. Blown away that this created the uproar that it did. His new sh- curve is back. Final season. I haven't seen him yet. Waiting. I don't want to because they come out every I week. Mean, this is a curb. Is this going to be incorporated in a curb? Uh, it might a, be. It might be. Like this seems like this feels like a curb thing. Like, oh, I, I, I fought Elmo and now everybody hates me. Yeah, it might, it might, it might be a curb thing. I have no idea. I haven't seen the season yet because it's only a couple episodes in, and I want to wait and watch them all at once, as opposed to having to wait a week between episodes. Sure. Um, plus, I've Sarah's never seen the show. She's only seen like one episode. I think I've seen like three, and I've got to get her into this before. Although you don't really need to catch up to it. You no, they're all kind it. of standalones. They're all standalones. Aren't they? They're all standalones. It's just like Seinfeld. It's like Law and Order. You just watch one, and you're it's your comfort up. show. As we discussed yesterday, yes, that would be your comfort show. Curb, comfort show. All right, that is that is chopping it up, Bobby Belt. Here on one hundred and five through the fan, Sean and RJ. Sean is out today. Hopefully back tomorrow. Uh, hopefully back tomorrow. Uh, oh, by the way, seven uh, two o'clock today. Mike Zimmer press conference right here on one hundred and five through the fan. And to talk about that, how close are the Cowboys to butchering the hire and losing out on Mike Zimmer? John Mashoda joins the show next on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.